This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. remember the big moments in the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Runaway. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I am your gracious host. Alongside me, the carbon fiber, carbon dioxide, carbonara eaten, just gem of a man, Mr. Justin Waddell. What's going on, sir? Oh, man, you know, just itching to record this one. It's our last of the AI episodes, I think. For a while. And what did you, how did you feel? Like, is AI, can you consider it a, a genre? No. So, are there are there more AI movies that you would love to explore, love to get into? I mean, we'll eventually get to them, you know? Yeah. We'll get Yeah, there. you're right. I think about a movie called Ghost in the Machine. I think I brought this up to you a couple weeks ago. Do not With want. Karen Allen. I it's hated a horror the cover. AI movie. Did you? Yeah. yeah, the guy's head. I don't like the guy's head. It looks like an Everett McGill head or something. I don't remember the poster. It's a guy's head with circuitry or like a digital footprint of some sort. I remember the trailer freaked me out. I was young when it was released. This movie freaked me out, man. I used to get scared of this movie. This movie could not be cuter. <laughs> There's no scares. It's the latest in a series of inept policeman movies here on the microscope. That's a genre. Boxy robots. No. Foxy? Boxy. Oh. Yeah, but B-O-X-Y. Foxy as well. Foxy, I mean, Tom Selleck's in it. He's a, he's a handsome man. Anyway, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. How you been? I'm fine, dog. That's good just, to hear. Just getting up getting up in uh, everybody's business, getting ready for a uh, little travel, a little cold weather in Dallas TX. Wow, going south, huh? Is that south of here? A bit? Zoom in. I don't think of anything about Texas as south. I think it's such a northern place, such a sophisticated, epic, badass, yeah. just great, you know, no weird political stuff. It's perfect. Yeah, it's going well down there. Told Texas, what part? Dallas, Fort Worth. Dallas, huh? That's pretty cool. I hope to bump it to Larry Hagman. I got bad news for you, sir. Oh. Did not make it. Oh, he died? Larry he Hagman on, fucked off? He's on death's door for a long time. I if he is there's no way he's still alive. Yeah, he had he had lots of health problems. P Duff? Does P Duff still walk? P Duff is still around for sure. Patrick Duffy in this. He had one of the best actor names of all time, underrated, Patrick Duffy. He's no Karen Duffy, though. He's no, yeah, Karen Duffy, MTV, MTV VJ, right? She's still around? I mean, she also had health problems, but I think she is around. Good. 
Karen if, Duff. If they mistaken, called her Duff. They called exactly. her Duff. Exactly. That's what I was getting to. Yeah. And she and, was, um, no, she was short. She did. I think she was a comedian or something prior to her for her MTV VJ days. Cutie. Yeah, and she was in a movie or two, right? She was like in like Dumb and Dumber or something like that. It wasn't Dumb and Dumber? Some movie like that where she played like kind of a bad guy. Oh, you're in a right. Comedy. Yeah. Yep, I remember that too. Was it Ace Ventura? It could be. She does continue to walk planet Earth. She was in Dumb and Dumber. You nailed it. Was she really? Man, let's look at this. Pulling Karen Duffy trivia out of my noggin. Proud of myself. She did a voice in one of the best movies of all time. Let's hear it. Fantastic, Mr. Fox. She did a voice in that? She a voiceover person? Uh, she did a voice in that. She was a voice under person, I think, in that. Wow. That was her last uh, theatrical, or her last film. She played Linda Otter. She's in a Wes Anderson film. Who knew? Top Karen 10 movie Duffy. of all time for me. Wow, and look at this. Who knew she was in it? You know? Yep. I didn't. I learned something new right now. But guess what, Nick? Del Toro announced he's doing another stop motion project. Did you like his other one? Have you seen it? I haven't watched it. Pinocchio. He's doing, he doing an now? adaptation of The Buried Giant by um, Ishiguru, I believe. Whatever. And that's a good book. I read it. It's a sad one. Whatever. It's a weirdo, weirdo one, but it's good. This is about when they put Milton Berle finally in the ground. Well, starting off early with the celebrity peeps, you know, come up every show. <laughs> Does Tom Selleck have a rumored like what's the what's the situation groin wise for Selleck? Do we know? I don't know. I don't know what his piece looks like. Have you heard? Because, you know, like, Tom Selleck reminds me a little bit of Burt Reynolds in a way. And Burt Reynolds, you know, did that Playgirl spread or whatever a long time ago where he was fully uh, naked on a rug or something. I don't know if he showed all of it, but he, you know, he got famous from that photo, sort of, or he was, that photo's famous. Did Selleck ever do any cheesecake Let's picks? hope. Let's hope for the ladies. They deserve it. He's a bit of a heartthrob for a long time, right? Two, 200% a heartthrob. What do you think? What do you like? You like him? Do you, or were you a fan of Selleck's? Did you like his other films besides sure. this one? Mr. Baseball, Her Alibi, Quigley Down Under, Long Road to China, Lassiter, High Road. Is it High Road to China? With, With the pens. Let's, let's see what his dick looks like. <laughs> With Bess Armstrong, who I, one of my first crushes for some reason when I was a kid. <laughs> so clean. Who knew? She's so clean. She's a cutie. She's in Jaws 3D. She's in Nothing in Common with old Hanksy and Gleason. And she was in High Road to China. And she was in the um, Claire Danes show, where she played Claire Danes' mom, the, the teenager show. What is My it so called? My So-Called Life. My So-Called Life, yes. And that's the, unfortunately, I would if I could undo that show from existence, I would. Why? Jared Leto came out of it. That's right. He played Jordan Catalano. Don't know his name. Don't know his name in that. It's the only thing I know. It's the only character's name I know in that show. I don't even remember her name, but I remember Jordan Catalano, that's for sure. Jesus. Claire Danes in this. What do you think? You a fan? You like her, right? She's got a lion face. I wish she would learn how to emote. I feel like she never cries in films. Does the quivering lip like nobody's business. <laughs> She's on a show right now that's supposed to be amazing called Fleshman in Trouble or Fleshman in Trouble. I haven't partook. She was great on Homeland, but man, they, they really ran her into the ground with them trembling lip. Yeah. My uh, kids are supposed to be Whitney Houston real loud in my house right now. i got to text them to uh, shut the F up. You know, we're doing serious work down here. Now they're playing. Are they playing Whitney Houston the home game? Hold on, I'm well, texting. Just well, and the bathroom does have a reverb effect too. So get text, get text out of the my, tub, kids. Text my wife. Just did you know if Tom Selleck has a huge one? She said he does. 
Okay. We're good. Tom Selleck's still working. 78 years young. Still Jess out Stone, there. Jess Stone, right? We're talking about Jess Stone? Just yeah. We're, you know, this the villain in The Little Mermaid? Or was it Beauty and the Beast? Guess it was Little Mermaid. <laughs> it's, uh, it's that you're thinking of Beauty and the Beast, yep. I think. He's in Blue Bloods with, uh, I believe... One Donnie Wahlberg. I think they. I think they work together. And Selleck pinches himself every day. He gets to work with the legend. Speaking Donnie of Blue Bloods, how Sean Penn learned uh, how to play the part in Colors. Donnie Wahlberg plays Danny Reagan on that show. Bridget Moynihan on there. Pregnant Jilt. Oh, by uh, Tom Brady. Yeah, and Jennifer Esposito was on there for a while. Always in everything, Jennifer Esposito. She's on The Boys for a minute. She's one of those people I, I have a prejudice against because of the placement of her mole. I always liked her. I, you know, I couldn't tell you where her mole was. It's a lip mole. Like it, it, yeah, it's that mustache mole. And it just gets me every time. Her trademark, it. Nick. It's that's what differentiates her look wise from other people. And you're out here slamming her lip mole. Like I said, it's a prejudice. It's not founded her in any beauty mark semblance so of speak, reality. Right? Yeah. De Niro, same thing. I, I stopped spashing it to him because he has that fucking mole on his face. <laughs> he does get that mole. Get the cheek mole, right? Who's some of the great moles other than Gretchen? Who are some of the it's great? A good question. Yeah, who's got some good Anthony LaPaglia has one. He does. Uh, I mean, Richard Thomas. Jesus Christ. Oh, I thought you said good and great moles. Actors with moles. Let's look at that. Oh, you're not. Uh, your browser's about to go shitwire. I use your. I use shitwire today on a letterbox review. Oh, Evan Mendez, of course. Great. Uh, Blake Lively. Great. Jason Schwartzman. Great. Hartnett in here. Oh, I can't place his mole. My Rudolph. Yeah, everybody okay. got him. Aaron Neville, of course. Oh my god, that's not a mole. That's the a goat. The goat mole. That is that is not a mole. That's beyond. That's that's the entire KGB. Are you guys. are you into Garen Neville's voice? <laughs> the touch, the feel of cotton. You know, it's pretty good. Like you, you think? I bet people would make fun of him, and he's like, "I'm gonna show him. I'm gonna make this voice famous." And he did. You can almost hear the mole in his voice. <laughs> yeah, he got a little rolling, a little rolling gifty. No. You mean with his voice? Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess so. I think he's even higher, though. Oh, you know, I'm sorry. I, 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 I spoke too soon when I called Aaron Neville the goat, the, the, goat, the mole goat. It's Shannon Sossama, my friend. That's the mole goat. What? Yes. I can't picture I her mole, but she comes up. I love some Shannon. Let's who go. Let, let, let's zoom in. You've met her. Oh, met tell her me in about a bar. This. Met her at a bar. Hung out with her in a bar. All right, let me, please, tell me, like, why, why, where, is it happenstance that you go there for an event? I was at the Cat and Fiddle, a now defunct bar in Los Angeles. She got a mole by her eye. You don't you remember that? You saw it up close and personal. You saw it, like, at the bar. I wasn't looking at her eye. Yeah. I was looking at her mouth. Did you ask her about her child? Didn't she, her kid's name was really, has a crazy name. This was before she was a, a, a mother. It was either the Cat and the Fiddle or, or uh, Los Compadres. And we were just hanging out, a handful of folks, and she was there. And she just hung out with us. It was all sort of t- tangential film people. This was pre-Night's Tale, I think. She was just this cool person. And she was very friendly, very normal. There was, uh, there was a little crackle in the air. She's great. Well, that's what she... She got what? famous for being like she was like a DJ. Remember? She uh, her career should have been bigger. She, I mean, she had a small part in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Knight's Tale. Yeah, she's know. a big part in Knight's Tale. No, and her um, son's name is Audio Science. Remember? No, I don't remember. How the hell am I just hearing this? She named him Audio Science. 
Why not? You name him Mario Science. You got to. It goes by. Is that, his, is that his first and middle or just his first? No, it's not. It's two words. So probably his first and middle, and his last name's Clayton. I think I looked it up. Audio Science. Mm-hmm. I'm at a loggerheads inside right now where I want to hate her for that, and I want to love her for that. I can't hate it. I like a unique name. Go for it. You know, a, Audio is actually a great name for a kid. Like Audio, is, it's it's great. But you I don't know about the science. The science. It's part, fun right? to yell it. Like if you get mad at them, you go, audio, and you get. I bet you get it like your Alexa confused when you when you're yelling at your kid because uh, yeah. Alexa's like panicking. To, what? Be more specific. What do you mean? Her other kid's name is Joe. <laughs> I don't know much about her personal life, but that's always. I've always remembered that she named her kid strange. And, like, I just like know? the idea that there was this wet and bleating creature covered in viscosity sitting on a table, and the nurse is like, "What do you want to call this?" And She's like, audio science. I'm surprised they didn't put her back under, put the kid back in, sew it up, and throw her out the fucking window. You yeah. think that they ever considered science audio instead? Was there a fight? The science is the family names. That's where. That's why that's in there. Right. Her and her husband almost split like uh, that day. The Adam? Is that a- <laughs> I don't know if she's still married. I don't, I'm not going to really dive too deeply into her personal life, but I wish her well. I wish her, hope her COVID's been okay. His I'll- money was on puerile isosceles. Is she not working? Is she, did you look her up? Is she not out there? I didn't look her up because I'm a professional. 44 years young? I mean, she's a kid still. Look at this. She's still, she should still be getting hired. Um, Beautiful girl. Yeah, she's still out there. She's still working all the time. She's just in stuff that you don't really know. She's in Grim Cuddy last. You saw Her that. secret is a flat chin, like a jaw that's very angular. I'm going to watch it. It's on Hulu. Grim Cuddy? I'm going to watch it because she's in there. I don't even know what words you're saying. Grim Cuddy. It's, her, it's also named after her sec- second child. Now, Grim Cuddy. <laughs> Grim Cuddy is a Hulu. It looks like it's on a Hulu. I mean, she's in High Holiday. You saw that, right? With uh, High Holiday with um, Tom Arnold a couple years ago. You saw that, right? You were, you, I remember you saying how good that was. Man, people named their kids some fucked up ass. <laughs> Look, it's a personal thing to name your child. Like, and you, like, you know, you can name, I, like I said, I like a unique name. I like a, a name you can grow into like that. You know, I can't. Mm-hmm. Kids' name's Audio. I, People call him Odd, maybe? I mean, for sure call him Odd. Is, is her husband Thomas Dolby? I mean, what the fuck? I don't know much. Like, I'll look it up. Doesn't have much. Doesn't, I don't know. Wikipedia doesn't really have much about her personal life, which I, I actually am going to write a letter and complain. I need to know more. Well, I'm glad she's still working. She's got a cool she's, name. If, I'm, if I remember correctly, there's some weird letters in her name. Oh, so. yeah. It's hard to spell, for sure. It's like there's a Y, S-H-A-S-H-A-N-N-Y-N. Mm-hmm. And then Sausamon's no joke, either. Lots of S's, lots of N's. If Christopher Lee started a restaurant, you know, that's what he'd call it. But Godspeed, you know, she wasn't in this one. She's just a wee kiddo when this one came out. You know, Anything so. to report since last we recorded? No, man. I, You know, my my daughter's turning 14 soon. I've been doing a little shopping for her. I'm trying to think. I, I went to a pinball arcade. Nice. That was fun. They had a Star Wars game there that was so great they had video of the of the movies and all these mini games that i googled to see if i could buy it when i got home have you expensive. played my star wars pinball i have i loved it yeah you tell everybody you have a quite an arcade in your basement i do i have it's cool but they're they're those three-quarter size arcade one-up machines but yes i have a, a plethora of them and i love them dearly i have the star wars and the marvel pinball versions which have about nine games on each and they're an absolute blast. It's one of the things my daughter and I bond over. Though she has she has walked away from the game since I've bested her top score in Venom, and she just can't deal with it. What do you mean Venom? 
the Venom pinball. Uh, she she held the high score when she went off to college. I tried to beat it while she was gone a couple times and then forgot about it. The day she came back, I freaking ran roughshod over her high score and then added two more on top of those. Oh, no. Wait a minute. She's, so she's mad. Yeah. I don't remember a Venom pinball machine. I, I can't. I guess you didn't, I didn't play the Marvel. That. I don't think. Is there? Can you like somehow switch the digital displays yeah. within? Okay. Well, yeah. So there's a Venom. There's a Wolverine. There's an X Men. There's a Spider Man. There's a Civil Get War. Show me a, next time. You got it. You got it. Next time you come over to record, which I hope is soon. I purchased the Blu-ray of The Lamp based on Tom Nix's suggestion, so that at some point will show up on this show. Shout out to Tom. We'll get there. You know, right now, you know, it's hard. It's hard to pick because people are so vocal, constantly <laughs> interacting with us about how much they, you know, hate and love the episodes. Right. Well, look, it's hard to we, really. We have two hundred and this is the twelfth episode. You think is this is right? Two hundred twelve plus some Something bonus, like that, yeah. bunch of bonus episodes. Like where you? Um, By the way, let's talk to Greg as well. We did not forget. Your listener episode. That's right. The audio never... was super jacked on that. Yeah, there's and some kind tried, of technical problem. I yeah. tried a lot to try to find to to make peace with it and get it working, and it was it a was nightmare. Greg and who? Someone else as well. It was two people. Yeah, there was, th- that's where the problem was. The other gentleman kept getting bumped, so the audio file combined both of theirs, and so that they don't sync up with ours. But even when I try to sync them up with ours, it doesn't work. I think a squadcast. It's almost like it's at a different megahertz, or, or it's like there's something really weird about it. Yeah, squadcast messed up. It's not so our we fault. apologize. We'll we'll do it again, and we'll get it right. I was gonna say real quick. I I did. I did buy the new uh, Dawn of the Dead Zack Snyder 4K DVD they just released. It's coming out like tomorrow or something. I got cool. nostalgic for it because I, I read Sarah Pauly's book of essays, and so I want to watch it. Not to say that she ever talked about that film, but I started want to watch Penn some of her films. kept a book of essays on the set of colors. It's your second, second colors joke. This one's better than the first. I'm going to judge them. You going to have a third one in, you, th- you think? You what about you, your- T- TV movie wise, what do you what have you been watching? Anything you see anything great? I've been no, I watched that Orson Welles documentary on Netflix, which was fine. Too much Peter Bogdanovich for my liking. A little bit of Rich Little though, that surprised me to see Rich Little. Other than that, no. Nope, not R- a lot. Rich Little Little now? Rich Little's still alive. I know he is, but it, so they but interviewed he him. He was no he was acting in Orson Welles's unfinished movie <clears throat> and The Other Side of the Wind and uh him and Peter Bogdanovich played the same character, and he ended up he ended up having to leave the production because it was an absolute nightmare. And so Peter Bogdanovich came in and finished that role. And man, I, that is one difficult guy. I know he just recently passed. Difficult guy to enjoy, Peter Boggs. Yeah, he was a little little pretentious. That guy wore that neck scarf thing, or whatever you want to call it, all yeah. the time. Not an untalented guy necessarily, but not a uh, yeah, not a talented guy either. <laughs> I think we should do Oscars are coming up, right? Sure. Let's do it. Let's do a live Oscar show. Never again. <laughs> I don't even know. I haven't watched the Oscars in a while. Actually, I saw I saw that one where Moonlight happened. That whole situation. I don't but, really watch them. I watch them off and on. So uh, they're kind of tough to get through. Who's hosting? Uh, the cast of Colors. <laughs> no, I have no. I have no idea. I have no idea. Who was hosting? Jimmy Kimmel. I bet. I bet he's hosting. It. I think it's actually a group of people doing it. I bet it's Kimmel. Wait, was it Chris Rock last year? Was that that whole thing? No, he was just he just is on a present. Okay, think you're wrong. I'm not wrong because he I was I memorable because he he stepped up on stage and got hammered and then left. But then, but no, but then he had to come back and address that. No, he had to continue his presentation. He decided to continue after he got hit. He did not ho- host. Mm-mm. Are you sure? 
Yeah, I'm not 100% sure, but I think I'm right. the first time you were wrong, but that's fine. But let's not beat around. Guys, it's the movie Microscope. It's a show where we zoom in. We gift wrap a machinist. We wrap our wet arms around a bundle of joy. We put on the sideways jeans. We nitpick through wolf stool. Play the harpsichord and the buff. We wear the afternoon clothing. Juice up a storm, man. We blind blues musicians for their own benefit. And we hot wire a hot rod while eating a hot pocket. Watch a movie through diseased, candela, crimson-hued eyes that have been weathered by nutrients and space. We pilot a movie through those lenses, regurgitate it on the other side, wipe our shit on it and see what makes it break, share with the likes of the listener. So we're talking about the Osterman weekend. We're talking about the scene where Rutger Hauer and Craig T. Nelson take a hot dick shower together, <laughs> see what's up and down. Talk about the little moments. And today's feature, Runaway, loaded with them. Craig T. Huh? I never saw the Osterman weekend. It was always there at the video store, and I always wanted to rent it. It looked, it looked violent, you know. It had like some kind of had some kind of archery theme or some some kind of no no. There was a woman holding a bow and arrow on the cover. Yeah, yeah, that's what I remember about it. But I never saw it. Obviously, you've seen it. Me reference the Dick Shower. It's been a long it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. Yes, but I don't remember it being a peck and paw. But it is a peck and paw. I mean, it is very, one of the very last. best titles of all time. The Osterman Week. If I'm not mistaken, there's some great people in it. I mean, I know Craig is in it. Rutger, mm-hmm. obviously. Tom Arnold. It's 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 a character actor night night dream, I think. And it's one we should do. I'm sure it's good. John Hurt, you said? I did not. That's a, that's, that's a... There's somebody Chris, else. Who, Chris Sarandon. Sarandon. Maybe. Sarandon's in it. Yep. Dennis Hopp. In there, D Hop's in there, huh? Oh, yeah, we got to do that one at some. Helen point. Shaver, Meg Foster, Helen Shaver, who's a who's a director now. And Meg Foster looks a lot like the person in today's film. Burt Lancaster in that. Did you used to get Meg Foster and Kirstie Alley mixed up? I don't. I you know what? Not a bad call. They kind of do favor each other. Meg Foster had them eyes though, those piercing eyes. She did. She always that was her trademark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is she still walking? Of course. She's okay, probably still you. working. Probably in a no movie way. with Shannon Sossaman. She's in a movie you were talking about a lot uh, last year, The Accursed. Um, that I was talking about a lot. And you said you really wanted me to see her 2019 Investigation 13. I, I just haven't caught up with it yet. You were a huge fan of it, though. I remember. Okay. Yeah, she's still out there. She's got a couple upcoming. By the way, thank you for loaning me that hard drive uh, all those years ago. I, I do appreciate it. What do you mean? Remember when you loaned me that hard drive back like when we right after we met? It was so sweet. I don't think I've ever returned it, but thank you. That's a, I'm just waiting for the joke. Thank you for know. letting me be your Meg Foster. <laughs> you talk about she. Had, you talk about her, her her eye color, and yet you didn't make a colors joke. This, uh-huh. is a miss, this is a missed opportunity. I will not be dragged over the coals for such things. Nick, Runaway, yes. 1984's own Michael Crichton, who we referenced and talked about last episode directed this i don't think we even realized that was the case right when we were talking about we didn't mention this one but i was right that he did (laughs) westworld and uh great train robbery and we're also right that he was a huge ass tall drink of ass he was a big guy and that he is lying vertical no more he is a horizontal dead he was he resurrected oh he's a dead he's the deadest thing in town speaking of lip mole who did Crichton? Crichton had a super mole right on his mouth yeah, he's a mole. I guess the goat mole, the mole goat, is Richard Thomas. I, if we have to really decide who it is, it's him, right? Yes. Like if the actor where the mole is more famous than the person that's on. In fact, the actor Richard Mole, <clears throat> that's a stage name he got after watching Breaking Away. Rest in peace, by the way. Richard Mole is not dead. He is so dead. He's not. He's tall he and he's tall. alive. 
Richard. Um, well, then why isn't he in the night court thing? N- neither is Marshall Warfield. They didn't invite them back. Wow. I don't know why. Maybe they didn't want to come back. Well, Marshall Warfield said she did want to come back. Richard Mole, eighty years old. Holy shit! Out there best, being best movie. There, one answer only. There's only one right answer. House. That's right. Is it is it one of his only? Maybe, but that's irrelevant. I didn't know he's a he's an influencer. <laughs> eighty years old. I don't know what he's doing. I miss him. Tall drink of spit. Great name, bald in night court, but then presented with hair afterwards. Everybody was shocked. He wasn't really bald. Are you serious? He, he courted the baldness and, and came back hard. He fake bald. He fake balded in TV, yeah. and he came back with hair. Everybody got I remember used him, to him being bald on that show. I remember wearing a hat. He was bald as a dream on that show. Maybe I'm wrong. So uh, what's the premise of uh, Runaway, mister? That's a good question. Uh, Tom Selleck plays a police officer in a very special unit called the the runaway unit and what they do in the near future is this police outfit they go solve disturbances caused by wayward robots caused by faulty robots so if the robot's going nuts and doing things it shouldn't be doing these guys come in and then save the day right unfortunately most of the crimes that seems they seem to be solving are like the robots do something kind of cute and they're kind of messing around and they kind of they're kind of dangerous but not really but the what kicks this movie off is a robot has actually murdered, stabbed to death two people, and then has a gun. It's like a boxy little robot. It looks a, like it looks like an overhead projector holding a pistol. It does. It's and adorable. So, so they find out this robot has been fucked with, and it has murdered these people, and then there's a kind of a conspiracy thing kicks off where Gene Simmons plays the guy that's causing all this havoc. But he's, let's, he's, let's, he's but tinkering with the robots. That, but even before that copy machine holding a pistol, and we hear it reload off camera. How? I have no idea. But there is a cute caterpillar murdering crop oh, I know. robot. No, no, we can get to all that. I was just saying the premise. We got, we're going to have to step through this because that scene's insane. Um, <laughs> I don't know what was going on there. But, uh, yeah, so that's the premise is that there's a, a murderous robot and they figure out it's actually been programmed to murder by an evil bad guy played by Kisses Gene Simmons, who underplays. I think he underplays this, right? It's a pretty subtle performance from he's old great. Gene. And um, he's a nerd. He's a hacker nerd that has like an army of spider robots, and he's always well. He he is he's an arms dealer, really. He's got yeah. these heat seeking bullets. That's really his piece de resistance. Along the way, he he distracts the viewer with the cutest murderers. But when you hear this premise, killer robots, don't get excited that they're going to be like the uh, guys from the black hole running around shooting people and drilling people. They are tiny shapes that are delights. So the robots are so cute, and you just want to pinch their little legs and their little metallic Mole. cheeks. Right. But when I was a kid, or whenever this came out in 84, so I guess I was 12 or 11 or 12, I was scared of this movie, the trailer. I thought, like... How horrible it looked to have like a spider robot jump on you and like kill you. But in this, the cutest little robot jumps on somebody, then they cut to a mannequin and, a, and the little tiny robot sparks. <laughs> you know, it sticks something in people's necks, that, that right. you know, little needle. But even that's cute, kind of cute. You know, it's, uh, yeah. it's nursey. It looks like those hex bugs that you could buy these days. It does. They remind me of those. Yeah. So who else is in it? We got Tommy Selleck in here. We got here. Cynthia Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Looking, was, I'll tell you my big reveal when I watch this movie. Mm-hmm. Pretty girl. Yep. Looks like Richard Gere. <laughs> well, I, I didn't notice. That, I mean that in the nicest way possible. She looks like 
if Richard Gere had a chromosome swap back in the womb, Cynthia Rhodes came out because there's a there's a little symmetry there. Yeah, Cynthia Rhodes kind of known. She was in Dirty Dancing. Um, that's kind of what I remember her from. No, you, no, we both did the research and found out what we really know. What really she was is. married for a long time to the legend Richard Marks, and yes. uh, now he's now they're not together, and he's married to or with Daisy Fuentes, which we've covered in a previous microscope episode. But yeah, they were longtime companions, married for a long time, and now they're not. I think not. the big takeaway is kids don't put that guitar down because it could lead you down some sweet paths. She was in uh, a couple of his videos, so I'll have oh, to go no. back and watch. But yeah, she like Nick said she's uh, she's cute in this. Like she's I think she's kind of good in this, but her character certainly is there to uh be ogled by uh, Tom Selleck, kind of. See, that's the thing that irritates the shit out of me is her character is there to be smitten by Tom Selleck. Yeah, in an uncomfortable way. In yeah, some it's respects. it's weird. This movie has got is a little pervy with especially and then by Kirstie the way, Alley Crichton was Crichton was known for that. It was he. I didn't know Kirstie Alley is also in this doing a lot with a little. By the way, I think she was pretty talented. Kirstie Alley, like she really kind of has quite a presence in this movie, and she's got. It's like not much to do. Not my Savick. Stan Shaw, Chris Mulkey in this. My boy, who I mentioned last episode. Uh, Gene Simmons, we mentioned. And then the one, the only, Joey Kramer from Flight of the Navigator in here, Nick. G.W. Bailey as well. And G.W. Bailey. I forgot to write him down, who was, as I pointed out to Nick, was later showed up on the closer. And I gave Justin an earful because if you don't mention Police Academy immediately, then what a good are you? On planet Earth. Tom Selleck in dad glasses at the beginning of this. Wearing his specs. They're huge. There's a cop later on, a female cop, wearing those dad glasses, too. She gets destroyed. But she does. It's a big old, big old glasses because he needs to see nerd stuff. Tom Selleck is a nerd in this. That's what they're trying to tell you. He's got to wear glasses so he can look at computer screens, jot down some notes, and get to know some very rudimentary robots. You know, He's kind of the whiz kid on the team. He's the, he's the robot whisperer if you will. Okay. And they throw a new partner at him. Cynthia Rhodes is Thompson. Yeah, he's fine with that. He, he doesn't mind a new partner because what he does immediately is he checks out her ass. And I don't know if it's if it's Tom Selleck or the actor doing that or the character. Maybe a little bit of both. It was unco- like you said, it, it's a little bit uncomfortable, you know? I mean, I was forced to look myself after noticing him noticing and it's She's a pretty girl. It's uh, it's. I'm just saying that it's a little uncomfortable. But then not as uncomfortable as then they go to a cornfield because this is their first call. I guess someone called 911 from the cornfield and said our robots are going ape shit. And there's yeah. two little, the cutest little yellow robots in the corn just kind of running over the rows like messing around. And these, these guys that are working in the cornfields in, you know, trucker hats, they're just standing there like waiting for the police to intervene. And they I do. I would not call 911 because it's not an emergency. They're, they're slightly inconvenienced. The crew are, are, are having a great time. They're just sitting by their cars waiting for the police to, to take care of these bad bots. And so Thompson, she's gung-ho. She puts on her face shield, like her goggles. And she heads into the corn, and she lifts one of the little cute robots over her head. Like, she's like, I got it. But what does it do? It explodes on her. And so, this is what Tom and, Selleck wants to do. <laughs> but the best is she wears goggles into the cornfield. And I guess they want to let you know that Tom Selleck is braver. And he's more of a fly-by-the-seat-of-his-pants character. He doesn't wear goggles in there because he does, he's not scared of the corn stalks. 
scraping his retina. I don't like the horrific act of violence bestowed upon a caterpillar in this sequence, though. So, yeah, they show that. Like, So what these robots are doing, and it's doing its job in this case, is they're supposed to take anything that's less, that's an inch or less, like they, they, and they pick it off the corner. What does it do? It throws to- it into a grinding mechanism. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, it looks like it's just kind of bouncing off the, off the little blades or whatever those grinder things are. Does, you know, we don't see it get squished. I think that's what they're implying. These things get squished in there. Those robots p- pick the pests off of the food mm-hmm. and ruin them, man. Yeah, they say, what is the line? Only programmed to look for things smaller than an inch. They, they missed an opportunity. No, no, for, actually, for Cynthia makes joke. the joke. She does? She goes, she's like, they're only looking for things smaller than an inch. And she goes, that may be a problem. <laughs> she says that, which is an instant dick joke at Tom Selleck, which made me very happy. She, I didn't hear she, I didn't get it. Yep, no, that happened in a big way. Did he? Does he blush and go, nah, does he get mad? He doesn't, he doesn't. So then they do a weird thing, the other, they get one of the robots, and then, or whatever, and then they have this scene where they're going through the corn, and there's the other wayward robot, and they do a double, they jump at the same time on it. It's like a cute little, almost like Three Stooges thing. And they get it, and then it blows <laughs> blows up on them, I think. And they got soot all over their faces. Well, I love, the, uh, I love the fact that these people are called in, this happens a few times in the movie, mm-hmm. they're called in to solve this crisis, and all they end up doing is destroying the robot, which is what the people in the crisis could have done. They're supposed to come in and solve it, and all they do is break the robots. It happens question, at least three times in this movie. The question you have to ask yourself the whole movie is, why aren't these characters just running into the room and just kicking the robots across the room or over? You know, like, every little villain robot they have, every little crazy robot they have, you could kick it a football field. Like, you know, or you could kick it at least over, you know? It's, like it, Imagine... It just, the imagine going into a room and being threatened by your printer. That's what, that's what it looks like. That's, that's what, exactly what it looks like. And they're like they're not fast. There's one time when Kirstie Alley's getting threatened, she keeps getting shocked by the robot. She keeps getting like blaster zapped by the robot. So they're saying that this one's a little dangerous. But even that, Selleck gets zapped by it and then just gets kind of like knocked down. You well, know? no, the the great here's how <laughs> here's the first clue that the villains of this movie might not cut the mustard. They are defeated by Selleck's coat twice. Twice, yes. <laughs> he throws his jacket over them. Case closed. He does take he does, and then he he gets worried about his little coat. But yeah, that's maybe he's issued. That'd be awesome if he's like had a utility belt, but it's just you know different coats that you pop out. His service weapon is a members only jacket. <laughs> Anyway, the corn scene, I liked it. Look, it kind of looked good. This movie doesn't look that bad. No, it's it's Crichton didn't do a bad job, to be honest. Yeah, it looks it looks kind of. I watched it on Tubi, so it's probably not the best presentation. But I wonder if you if you rented it, it would look a little nicer. But um, is that the is that the one that only plays Shakespeare movies? <laughs> but I just love seeing Tom Selleck in the corn. It reminded me of when I was growing up. I used to work in the cornfields. We've talked about this. I don't think we have. I used to work in the corns, and I would. I wouldn't detassel. That was the big job. I would cross pollinate. That was that was my gig. Who was your supervisor, Isaac or Malachi? And you know, every once in a while, I thinned out the corn. But for the most part, I had a lot of shoot bags on there. I was I was taking pollen from one corn, putting it on another corn that stalk. That's yeah. That doesn't sound like lingo industry lingo. 
Until I mean, pollen, kind of, pollen from one corn. No, one like um, I can't. The tassels, I can't remember. You're right. I don't. I didn't. I knew what to do, but I didn't have the tech down, the, the terminology down. Please um, tell me it's on your LinkedIn profile. You once were a, a corn man. I should have put it on there. I was also a paper boy. That's not on there either on my resume. Holy That'd be shit. awesome. Should I do that? Like at age fifty, put like paper boy. That yes. that would be pretty funny as. My right. first role, my first gig. I think yeah, worked at great if worked at the Ribeye in, in Champaign, Illinois, as the salad prep. I'll put that on there too. I think I think the problem is if you are, have no vocational ambition and you are a paper man. Paper man. There you go. There's no forty two years old. I'm the paper man. I mean, I'm sure there, I'm, there. There's a lot of people that are still paper carrier paper carriers. I guess I was carrier of the week back in the day, my friend. One of the hardest, but one of my favorite video games of all time. Paperboy is, it was insane. And Paperboy 2 was just, just as hard. I don't remember Paperboy 2 that much. Yeah, it was also impossible. What cut, What monkey wrench did they throw into it? You delivered the Sunday edition? I can't remember what it was different about it. I just remember it was like, I love when the sequels come out. came out. You know, I would always get excited. And it would be like the same game with like a few different colors. It's know? amazing how much adding a handlebar to a video game can really change your life. Did it have handlebars in the arcade? Fuck yes, it had a handlebar. I don't even remember. Are you kidding? That was the I number one. I never got far. I never handlebar with boy. buttons on them for you to throw the paper left or right. Paper, they just you know, released like a giant like Atari collection on somewhere. Would, would Paperboy be on that? I wouldn't yeah. mind playing that game. In fact, I one of those arcade one-up machines is rumored to have Paperboy coming up, and I will be all over it. I already have space. I've already figured out how to create space because they just re-released the Star Wars one, which I was tempted to get first mm-hmm. time, which has all three of the arcade games. But Paperboy, mm-hmm. done. Do you ever play Seven Twenty? Do you remember the music to Paperboy? Oh, so good. Did you remember remember Seven Twenty? Always remind me of Paperboy a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. I hate skateboarding, but I love that game. I was always you're always trying to get tickets to go to the different skate areas, and I'd, I'd like I the skate controls were always a bit wacky, though. They were, the, yeah. You had the you know the dial. So his son Tom Selleck Ramsey. By the way, it, do not do a drinking game every time the word Ramsey is mentioned, or you, because you will be Mickey Rourke within minutes. But <laughs> Ramsey's wife passed away sadly in a car accident. Yeah, Megan. Oh, Megan. Yeah. There we go. And and she's no longer on Earth. No, no. What other movie? We just we just did two X Mac in a car accident. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm Remember, sorry. there's yep. synergy between these AI movies. There Wife is. died in a car accident, and yeah. his little boy, who's Bobby. the navigator, is at home with with Lois, the best character in this film. I wholeheartedly agree with you that she's the best character in the movie. She is a house robot. She's she plays. She's like the maid. She cooks dinner. She tucks Bobby in. She makes sure he brushes his teeth. She keeps tabs on him. She answers the phone. She she cooks. She, yeah. She so if you want to visualize Lois, imagine a Kenwood desktop stereo fucking a printer. That's the result, Lois. So then Tom Selleck has quite an interesting relationship with Lois. He's very dependent on her, annoyed with her persnicketiness, but at the same time, you could tell that he really relies on Lois to do every single thing in his life. Exactly. You know. The kid, without Lois, the kid's dead. A dead kid. Yeah, well, know? he just he probably won't remember the kid. Yeah. Um, Here's something was, I hate about their relationship. Who voiced Lois? I wonder. Go ahead. I'll look it up. There are two scenes where Tom Selleck and his young man 
are uh, having good night talks. There's yeah. one early on, and he calls him Tiger twice in the conversation, which I thought was bad parenting. And then the one later on is when he's the kid is chastising him for using colorful language on television. I, I did not buy the love of Ramsey for his son in this movie. I didn't, but I bought the love of Ramsey for Lois. And I bought the love of Lois for the boy. Um, that actress, she passed away in 1988. Her name was Marilyn Sheff- Schreffler. You talking about movie microscope legend Marilyn Schleffler? Did you notice the the poster on the kid's wall? The the weird. She's brain? in the Golden Child. She was in Jaws of Revenge. Did I have the poster? See? I noticed the kid had wild artwork on his wall. Like yeah, the, strange. There's, this, there's like this brain alien. Yeah, I know. I just like or something like sticking to its tongue. It, look, yeah. it looks electrical and weird. I love it. Yeah, he's got some nightmare wall art. So we find out that soon that Tom Selleck, his weakness, he's afraid of heights, right? And so then Thompson. Cynthia Rhodes gets more details from Stan Shaw's character. And it's like, what's going on? Why is he afraid of heights? And he gives them the Batman backstory. He says... He says that Michael Crichton did piggyback with him once. He said uh, he let a guy go this night where he's chasing a guy. And he, and he let the guy go because the guy went into a tall building or something. And then later that night, he, he killed the guy killed six people. Thompson says, you can't blame him. I was yeah. like, well, you can a little bit blame him if he gave up because there were stairs. Then he killed six people. Tom, yeah, Tom Selleck should be should be a wreck over that. Anyway, he there's a couple. Since as soon as you know that he's afraid of heights, you know that this movie's going to end on top of a very high building or something, mm-hmm. and it does. I was right. I like the idea of the, of these this guy running to the building and he feebly throws his jacket at the guy. Oh, damn! Didn't get him. Better go <laughs> home and lick Lois. Soon they go to this house where a robot had stabbed two women. Um, uh, I think a Shot. wife, mother, and a si- her sister. They and they're out, but their bodies are covered in the yard. Shot and the robot's holding a gun. No, he stabs those two women. Then he gets a gun and he starts sh- starts shooting up the place. And there's a the big problem is why everybody's stressed is there's a baby in a crib in there, and the and the robot sh- starts shooting. Mm-hmm. But he hasn't killed. He hasn't hurt the baby yet. Or the, I'm sorry, the the robot hasn't. So uh, it's up to Tom Selleck to save the day. He starts strapping on his gear. And did you notice? Did you notice the suit? He has. No. It's called an electromagnetic scatter suit. By the way, of course it is. Which yeah. is incredible. It's got chainmail underneath, not unlike Ava in our last movie, X Machina. You know, remember her little chainmail that she was sporting. Fair enough. I was, is, Gar- is Garland nodding to Runaway? Who knows? One could dream. The, the great thing about this is there's this pseudo-intense pseudo sequence where he has to go into the house and, and, and try to stop the bad things from happening. But unfortunately for the audience and for everybody that worked in the film and for the world in, in entire, when he opens that door and you see that overhead projector with a pistol in its, in its, in its claw, it's really hard not to just check out. You know? Well, that's not true. Here's what happened to me. This robot has murdered two women. He is threatening the life of a baby, and then he shoots a cameraman that this invasive press that is plaguing Tom Selleck, and he's mad about it. This cameraman comes in to follow him. He gets shot to death. All that happens, they show a shot of the robot holding a gun, and you instantly fall in love with it. <laughs> you hate every other character in the scene but but the robot. Because it is. it is holding the gun in the cutest way. An adorable murderer. <laughs> he is, and it's like this big box, like boxy, like like I said, like like a like a large printer. It's almost like a like an. Well, you, how would how would you put it? Like a mini. What do they call those? 
Just say overhead point. projector because that's exactly what it looks. Overhead like. projector. Okay, that's good. For you younger listeners, look it up because it was such a vital part of our school life in our in our age group. Mm-hmm. Whenever you saw the overhead projector come out, you knew we could you could kick back a little bit. They were going to put some some yeah. some gels on there. We're going to look at some pictures. It was PowerPoint. The analog version. One thing that, that happens in this movie is Tom Selleck crawls around a lot because he's always trying to fly under the radar of these wacky robots, these crazy robots. And this is no exception. He's on the floor of this house, and he, at one point there's a baby walker. You know those? You could you can pop the baby in, and then you they kind of walk themselves around. Quite literally, my favorite thing when I had my kids. And Tom Selleck hides behind it. <laughs> Like it's gonna shield him from the gunshots, but he—what does he have to destroy the robot? A jacket. He's got like a laser pointer gun, right? I guess it's supposed supposed to fry the circuitry of it, this thing. It doesn't. It doesn't come off as too manly. No, but he does. He gets it. He kills it. And then the next scene is Lois the robot. That's when we're introduced. Such a back winner. home. His son's in a robe, like a smoking jacket or something. There's a mini banjo on the wall, which I noticed. Did you see I that? I noticed that. Hell no, that makes me. And then Lois is saying things like, "I will verify that Bobby brushes his teeth." How could you not love? I will verify. And then she says he doesn't. She comes back and reports he did not brush his teeth. In fact, <laughs> he's eating a snack. He's eating like a candy bar in his room. She spills tea on Bobby, and Bobby like he should know he's not going to get away with it. Lois is on top of things. And later on, maybe on top of Selleck. I don't know the relationship. I don't know what he's doing with Lois. Do you think Note that they have self, a little... Look into Lois's heat distribution. <laughs> do, you think, do you think he he does seem to have like a codependency thing with Lois? Do you think that they experiment or he experiments with her? I'd is like he, to think so, yeah. Is he like the Oscar Isaac in this situation? I'd like to think so, too, because it tells me he's not discriminatory. First of all, it's a mixed race. Mm-hmm. Their, their relationship, mixed race relationship. She's a robot. She's a rectangle. He's he's the sexiest man alive. He chastises Lois because she cooked hot dogs again for Bobby. I guess that's her specialty, which mm-hmm. it makes me love her more. Like that's all she can she can cook. Or I'm sorry, she she, she makes pasta it. later on. She does make pasta, but yeah, the, her I guess her go to is hot dogs. And and uh, <laughs> Tom Selleck is upset that she cooked his son again hot dogs. Yet he just walked away from a murderer, like a. Double murder, triple right. murder, and he's mad about the hot dogs. He's prioritizing. I, lo- I love the food in this movie, though. Of course. There is an amazing, an amazing sushi scene later on. Yeah, movie. some kind of maybe a little racist. Oh, yeah, absolutely racist, but yeah. uh, but wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. Of course. And then and Tom Sugg blows away our expectations by ordering the most crazy, putting them in the most crazy, crazy sushi order two but, two california rolls please <laughs> wild man i love that machine i love the neon lights i love the way it serves the sushi out of it of i want to know what's going on inside brown wall S- but the best later on there's a scene where low he comes home and lois is expecting cynthia rhodes to be his date that night so she's making pasta and it's kind of gross because she uses her claw to grab the noodles out of the boiling water Mm-hmm. That's not sanitary. But she does know precisely when the noodles will be al dente, which is such a load off, you know? She does do... There's a lot of shots of robot arms in this. Yeah, Did you notice that? Yeah. Yeah. Doing things, like, you know, lowering a lamp to investigate something. You know, there's just a lot of shots of robot Holding the gun, making pasta. Squeezing a caterpillar. Um, 
It's true. It's actually true. One hundred percent. So he goes to have a talk with his son, and she's he's like talking about this new partner, and he, his son's like, "Did you like her? Do you like this new partner?" And so it's like, "Sure." Like I guess she she had come home and left. Like he he brought her home real quick, and then she left. And then the Bobby said, "I noticed that she didn't have a ring on." So Bobby's like pretty, and Lois are pretty excited to get Tom Selleck back in the date in the dating game. Mm-hmm. You know, Bobby wants a mom. It sounds like Bobby and wants they, a, uh, another human being to interact yeah. with. So then they go to the they go back to the police station. And they're investigating this 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 corrupt robot that killed all these people. Stan Shaw's in there in the guts, sees a weird chip, and then it blows up. And did you notice? When the chip blows up and they and Tom Selleck uh, grabs Thompson, Cynthia Rhodes, and they hit the deck, did you notice? Did you see the pad? No. Pad and frame. Oh. Yeah, pad and shot. That's all right. I, I'll allow it. Need to rewatch you know? this movie. And the villain of this piece is my beloved Gene Simmons playing Charles Luther. What a great name. His name is Charles Luther, huh? Because they just call him Luther throughout this. Dr. Charles Luther. No. Oh, Chuck. Uh, Justin was, was pretending like Gene... Uh, is obviously the villain from the jump. I don't know where you got it. Gene is, you know, Gene makes Gene looks scary in every shot of this movie. Though he is making mean face. Except is dead when he's dead. He looks. He, he looks, looks cute. Look cute. Looks look. Yeah, looks cute. Does finally he gets to relax his, his stare. He said he got the job from Crichton because Crichton asked him to stare at him, and he did. He in that kind of lascivious Gene Gene Simmons way, and it worked. Well, Gene's yeah. also a tall drink of water, so they actually stood eye to eye, probably. But mm-hmm. well, no, Crichton was six seven, I think. Gene wears the boots to get to six seven. But unfortunately for Gene, it's nineteen eighty four, and he has Donna Summer's hair or something in this movie. Yeah, well, he always had kind of. He still does, right? Have a crazy. I don't think dark that's hair. his hair anymore. But no, I'm sure it's not. It's all right. But uh, I love me some Gene Simmons, and I he's love fun him in this movie. He is fun. Choose, he actually has some, some cute stuff in here too. He does. He, he's he's um, he's hateable. He's he's he just wants to kill everybody. Wants to make money. Like he basically his motivation is just to kill everybody. It's like I know that he's trying to like you know sell things and and do all these these fake chips and I know there's all this this crime happening, but really he just seems happy to kill people. Yeah. You know. Although there's a very cute scene where he's eavesdropping the, on them in the police headquarters and he there's a cute little conversation that happens but of course. so they, we, inter- we have to they, talk about our next cute robot but go ahead you you go first go ahead no let's let's have that so they go to another they have, on another call and there's a cute robot that's gone hay- haywire uh, in this high rise that's being built like this this building be built it's throwing bags of uh, concrete <laughs> mix off of like the 19th floor and just throwing it down on the workers not killing not hurting anybody but you just keep the, the robot keeps doing it and so this is when Selick says I, you're gonna have to handle this Thompson actually she handles it she she volunteers yeah to handle it which I thought was nice because because she did him a solid there well yeah because he won't get in the elevator but yeah. Ramsey's a f- completely refuses to stand far enough away from the thrown bags so Tom Selick gets three shots where he gets to react to a bag falling and and get covered in, in powder. Like and he looks literally three feet back, and you're fine. <laughs> he looks he looks annoyed, you know. But anyway, what a cute thing, you know. And then they cut to Gene Simmons in a lab a lab gear, like he's in like protective lab gear, you know. And he and he kills somebody. He kills this guy that he's supposed to be uh, buying these fake chips from, or these uh, counterfeit chips, or these whatever. 
corrupted chips. This is the first time you get to see the spider robot. And keep in mind, the main villain, the main weapon in this, because, I mean, this movie appealed to me as a kid, and I actually... <laughs> I use video of, of this movie in my high school's video annual in my senior year. <laughs> I'm not kidding. What? Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? How? So I was I, I was one of those. I know it's surprising that I was the video nerd at the school making movies in the hallways all the time. It was 1990. Actually, this was 89. I was doing the video annual, and, and I was in charge of editing it and doing all the graphics and stuff. And so I did this music video sequence where it was just all the shots of the heat-seeking bullet chasing people around, and then I had different things exploding from different movies. So, like, it looked like the bullet, and then it would be, like, something exploding, and then it would be, like, the cow exploding in Top Secret, or I don't remember exactly. Yeah. But it was just basically, I used that bullet as the connective device in this video I made for our video annual, which I think I still have someplace. Talk about what the bullet bullet is, and then talk about what you zoomed in on earlier with me. Yeah, so the bullet... Gene Simmons fires these smart bullets that are basically heat-seeking. We find out that they're heat-seeking bullets. He uses one to kill Chris Mulkey, who is the the living, the surviving member of that household that got killed early on, who is in cahoots with Gene Simmons and is desperately trying not to get killed by him. But Tom Selleck is more desperate to put him in harm's way, just like he is with every witness in this movie. <laughs> but when I was watching those those scenes, it reminded me a lot of Evil Dead 2, where yeah. Ash is being chased by the forest spirits, or by the you know the Deadites yeah, or whatever, yeah. and it's shot the same way, to the point where the chased person keeps looking over their shoulder frantically during the chase. Now, this was in 84, Evil Dead was in 87. I wonder if Sam yeah, Raimi the, saw that, run, Runaway and said, you know what, that's a good idea. And that sequence, though, was, I know, inspired, Raimi said, and, and it's correct, it was based on a sequence from Dress to Kill by De Palma. Remember that? Do you remember that? No, I just I just remembered that. But um, when I when I think of influential films, Runaway way higher. But you're right. That sequence I didn't pick up on it until you said it. But it does, especially with the way Selleck's looking back at this bullet. The bullet's ridiculous. Like so, the it's like this really large, slow moving bullet um, that eventually does take Chris Mulkey out. It does it's, shoot him it's in the not cute, back. Unfortunately, but in the execution in the movie, they just painted a black shape on the film. He did. And then they, so he kills Mulkey, and then the next thing you see, there's a police robot that comes out and sniffs his back wound with its, like, elephant-like trunk. It's so cute. It's so cute. <laughs> and that's the only thing it does. It just sniffs at the, and it gives, I guess it gives Stan Shaw, like, oh, this is what's in that, the fragments. But that's its one role, is just it's, to sniff at the wound. It's, that's not its one role. On the weekends, it cleans pools. But then they do a, um, they go back, they they realize this guy's connected to this Vector, Vectrotron, Vectrocon or something, this company, and they, and Selleck's investigating and he needs to do some retina verification. Of course. Stick his eye against the computer screen and it reads his, it allows him to access whatever. And it says, please place eye to scanner cup. Isn't that a movie scanner cup? It's close. It's close. <laughs> But this is it, where we learn. It, it is my favorite sporting event, though. I watch the Scanner Cup every year. <laughs> this <laughs> heads exploding everywhere. Yeah, everybody running around. Yeah. This is where you learn that John has a middle name. John Ramsey has a middle name. It's like, well, we don't know what it is, but it starts with R. We've got Ramsey, comma John R. Thirty-five it's, uh, years it's old. Audio science Ramsey. 
white male, and he's a sergeant in the police department. That's what this retina scan uh, reveals to us. But is this pretty quickly? This is when we get to the Kirstie Alley scene, right, where she's trapped. Well, she's zapped. trapped being chased by, yeah, like a, a cute-ass square. She's trapped in an office. and uh, By the way, company. completely nonplussed during this entire sequence. Tom Selleck is way more hysterionic than Kirstie Alley is in this scene. She's in this room, yeah, and she gets zapped by this, like, blue electricity whatever it is and it hurts her but not really but she's most of the time she's just annoyed that she can't leave and so Selleck is talking to the security officer there and he's like look I'm gonna go get her I'm not gonna use my padding because I want to look cooler but he says to the guy he's like and, and his partner's there too he says she's very attractive that's what he says to in this kind of dire situation he just comments on Kirstie Alley's looks and then he immediately goes into the room like a hero and gets rocked by this robot twice <laughs> he gets his ass kicked he gets zapped over. over. He he jumps over desks a lot in this sequence. Uh huh. And the, and then that's where this where he gets to eventually throw his coat over this thing and then beat it to death, or beat it to disrepair. And the 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 security guard is like, you don't have to do that. I like that actor, the security guy, because there's a there's a little conversation that they have beforehand. He's sharp, that guy. I think he was also like someone mentioned he might have been also in the closer later. It's huge. This is a huge zoom. You know, obviously, and there's a great, there's no mystery about who the villain is of this movie. The, the mm-hmm. search for Charles Luther is very minute. But so after that, we, you know, she's in, she's in prison, you know, in custody. Well, she, and, they find out that she's been helping the bad guy. So she gives up details where the, where, where Gene Simmons is. He's in a hotel somewhere, right? Yeah. And there's a sequence um, now that's amazing where they go, they, they're, they're staking out this hotel room where Gene is with his buyers. Well, the, the best part is, yeah. So Tom Slug. He sneaks into this room, and Thompson's going to go another door when he when he signals to her. But then they get some they get some unearned nudity for no reason in here. There's a woman in the bathroom topless, mm-hmm. and then she comes out, and Selleck's like standing there against the wall. She like, oh, I'm naked, and he's like, just just go. Like so, they they do that early '80s, I guess. Happened a lot. Um, and then so get their nudity in here, and then they confront Gene Simmons but what happens like both of the cops come in and disrupt the deal for some reason Cynthia Rhodes has way too much rouge on early on in this sequence rouge? yeah on her cheeks it's a little little much a little glaring she's also kind of wearing heels in the field did you notice that like her yeah yeah, yeah. heels in the field yeah of course her her shoes her shoe choice sucks because it's it can't it's going to be hard to run around in those things. And she immediately gets shot by Gene Simmons. Yeah, but she looks like one of Mr. Rogers' puppets, that cheek rouge in that sequence. I didn't notice that, yeah. But anyway, she gets so he pulls a gun, takes this woman that's in there hostage, shoots his little smart bullets and hits her in the arm, kills some of the other cops, and then he uh, tells... Selleck to basically drop his gun or he's going to kill the hostage. So Selleck is in tears. Did you notice in this scene? He's I crying. Yeah. Do you think he's crying because he's on like the eighth floor of the hotel? Maybe. <laughs> or maybe because he's because he's really he's worried about his son Bobby that he's not getting. Or maybe he's worried about his partner who just got shot. But he has he he drops a tear and then Selleck says something crazy to him like, "Oh, he gets drop your gun now, kiss your ass goodbye." But no, Selleck Gene, gets away. Gene says that. That's what he says. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, of yeah. course he does. Well, Selleck dropped his gun. So he says that, and then, but he doesn't even get near him with that smart bullet. Tom Selleck's always able to dodge the smart bullets. He's also really good at getting his associates killed, and he gets a slap on the wrist from G.W. Bailey back at the office. And no, then he's, no, that's not a slap on the wrist. G.W. Bailey rips the shit out of him. It's amazing what he says to him. He actually has a good line on Tom Selleck's About worthlessness. Yeah. Well, so before this happens, they, they Selleck's, the partner, Thompson, she's got a 
bullet in her arm, and everybody's thrilled that she's still alive. But they soon figure out that she has an unexploded bullet that could go off at any time in her arm. Yes. And so Selleck's like, I'm the hero of this movie. Fuck all the robots that will come in here to do surgery on her. I'm going to do surgery myself. And there's like in a long of, sequence. In front of a TV camera crew yelling at, you know, about it. Spilling and, um, all the beans about this whole crisis, which is great. And yeah, and he pulls out the bullet with some tweezers, and they, they're showing you all this. It's a long sequence. And then he immediately throws it at like at the at the room's bar, and it explodes when he gets it out of her. And then he immediately... Hits on her. Invites her to dinner, and she wants to fuck so bad. Yeah, she's into it. She really wants to jump on him. And he, he seems to want to jump on her, but he, he's trying to keep it professional in a weird way. That's, see, that's not... I thought that, w- that was a very... They overemphasized her desire for him, and then made I, him look like I a agree. Douche. So this is where it gets amazing. The, the last act of this movie I love to death because they have these bullets now, so they have to do some experiments on them. Him and Stan mm-hmm. Shaw are hanging out at the lab, and they're trying to figure out what how they work. And then Stan Shaw tries to light a cigarette, and the bullet's like, I see you, bitch. Tries, you know, they realize, but yeah. the, here's what's amazing. Yeah, They deduce that the, they're heat-seeking bullets, and instantly Stan Shaw apparently has their heat patterns on speed dial on his computer. <sighs> and instantly calls up his and, and Tom Selleck's heat signatures. And it's this cute little animation of their body. Of course. Instantly. Everybody, everybody does a, everybody's got a different heat signature. That's how the bullet can zero in. And then how does and how does Gene Simmons get this info? It's a great question. That's the best part, yeah. Well, I just love the fact that instantly Stan Shaw hits a button on this of course. computer and their heat signatures are next to each other. Looking all cute. Yeah, looking different. That's the big point Crichton's trying to And then the best. This is where it continues to be amazing. G.W. Bailey is shredding Tom Selleck. You're right. And what's the great line? (laughs) So, Tom Selleck, where did I write it? Because I wrote it down. He says, I'm not going to do do nothing, right? And he says, you can't fuck that up. So, but here's what's great. The scene, there's a scene where they, um, G.W. Bailey fucks up this hospital situation where they have all these cops and they're inept and yeah. he, he owns that mistake. So Selleck's sort of back in charge and he has a, a beat on how to deal with Mr. Gene Simmons. But G.W. Bailey says, well, go go speak to the psychic. Which made me so happy that the right. police station has a psychic for these kind of mm-hmm. situations who nails it. They don't yeah, paint well, the psychic out to be a loon in this movie. She nails it. She says that they these two have a karmic bond, and they were brothers or friends in another lifetime or something. But she gets his name, and she yeah, and so basically it sets it, it sets it up for them to have this. Kirstie Alley has these microchips that Gene needs to sell to his buyers, and so they're gonna they're gonna put they're gonna use her as bait to uh, capture Mister Luther. What does Freak Freak Show Michael Crichton make Kirstie Alley do before they leave? Okay, but the police station. Okay, before even that, what is what is do we ha- do we have to hear a, ho- a hooker talking about her firm body so the hooker from this hotel place is trying to not get arrested and it's propositioning the the police officer by saying she has a firm body yes it's a little weird a little a little too much time devoted to it but yes yeah, so they had this mm-hmm. amazing bug scanner at the police station and we get to see uh-huh. Rhodes and, and sell it go through there without it without a hitch Kirstie Alley, who is obviously a bit shady, what happens to her in there? So they go through this device, and so they they find one on her on her neck, and so they take it out, and then she has to remove her jacket or something, so she has a, like her bra on, I guess, or whatever, and then the the machine zoops through her boobs, mm-hmm. and there's a it beeps there, so she has to remove her bra, of course, mm-hmm. you know, so she turns her back, and then she's like, all these like looks like she's beat beaten by Jean, I guess, and they're back, and then she has to take off her skirt. There's one in her heels. Crichton is just doing like a weird like cyber strip tease or making. But what her is do it what does Tom Selleck say to her when she has taken off her bra about the bugs? But you could take it a different way. What I don't know what he says. He says you're loaded. <sighs> yeah. Yep. 
But here's here's something. Here's a zoom. Did you notice yeah. who was on the dry erase board behind Tom Selleck during that scene? No. Two letters that harken back to our last episode and also plant this firmly entrenched into the pantheon of computer tech. Hmm. HP. Oh, wow. Really? Yep. I didn't see it. Yep. I was too busy focusing on this hot scene that Michael Crichton concocted for the audience. Right. Now, right before that is the scene I was telling you about where Gene Simmons, as Charles Luther, is basically, he calls into the police station. And if you've watched any police movie, you know that if uh, if the lead character gets a phone call at the police station, it's never innocuous. It's always yeah. really important. And there's always some, they almost don't get the call almost every time. So Gene calls and, and they have their little, you know, in the line of fire, John Doe talking to Brad Pitt, you know, the classic. Yeah conversation and it's cute because gene is watching them through the closed circuit tv he basically is one step ahead of them where they figure it out it's so cute right yeah he's like kind of Stan Shaw's like how do you do that and then instantly she goes i bet you're wondering how i did that <laughs> so cute yeah because he can't hear them right he can only see no, what he they're can't doing. hear them yeah right. although he can't i guess because they're on the phone with them but remember he says you're, you're cupping the phone receiver in your hand he's oh, covering the old a, mouthpiece yeah yeah, yeah. Cute. Yeah, then they eventually they eventually uh, they get rid of the camera and the thing so can't see him anymore. But it is a cute scene. When they're escorting Kirstie Alley out of the police station, mm-hmm. they introduce a character who I want more of. The sushi bar character? No, no. In the in the in the prison in the police station garage, Rudy. Oh, I know. I thought Rudy was going to be a villain. I love me some Rudy in this movie. Yeah, he's trying to be chummy with Selick. He's like, "Don't touch the car." And Rudy's like, "Whoa, whoa, it's your you buddy were... Rudy." Yeah, he thought he was. And then he gives like, like a criminal look at. Selleck as if he is a villain. I know. I thought Rudy was on the inside, but he, I guess he's not. He's just just an awkward dude. That actor that looks familiar, but it's like, what, why do you have to introduce Rudy? You know, they say you don't introduce a Rudy in the second act and not have him deliver a wonderful. So this is where your sushi. They 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 split up. The well, Thompson but first they have the car up. chase, right? Is that did I miss? Did I not take notes on the car chase? The, the this, car chase happens right after. Well, they get so. They're oh in the prison, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. in the garage and they have this police car with a dummy in the front seat. That's the best. Yeah, ridiculous. the robot driver. Yeah, ridiculous. And uh, yeah. they instantly get owned by Jeans's men, who are never. I don't think we ever see these characters again. Gene has like uh, an army of people that help him. He's got a guy fi- piloting a helicopter. He has these two guys in a car that have these adorable remote yeah, control. Like, there's these little remote control, like they call them um, lock-ons, and these little things that are going to lock onto the target and explode. There's these, and they're little like remote control cars that are that these guys like they kind of um, drop out of the out of the floor of their cars. Like they have like a little panel in the car yeah. that they open, and they put these little cute robots out. I'm going to go on a limb and say they're the cutest robots of the movie. You could be right. I mean, and, and the scene is very well executed by Crichton. Actually, that's a pretty. Those guys are hauling ass. And so then they have to abandon the robot car and jump into the car that Thompson's driving for for unknown reasons, I guess, because they they have too many lock her into a lot of this movie. So they, there's too many lock-ons on this car, so they they jump out in distant time. And but then the other lock-ons start locking on the other car. And they can't understand why. Like, what is happening? They realize it's something in Kirstie Alley's purse. And so as soon as they... She was protective of the devices she had in there. The templates or whatever. Anyway, so that they throw the purse out and then they get away because all those lock-ons home in on that purse or whatever. The bug they missed, I guess. And then that's whenever this confrontation between... This is when the sushi bar happens. The sushi little cart happens that you So cute. So cute. And then... then a confrontation with our hero and villain, and Kirstie Alley's last scene in the movie. It is so that the sushi cart. Wonder if they could have, if they ever remade Sleepers, could have well, been no. a sushi cart instead of a. Well, no, I was thinking that maybe that was where Lois was getting the hot dogs. <laughs> oh, from the Sleepers. 
<laughs> sleeper scar. I'm just saying, what if sleep they ever R. did a... Sleeper one of the robots in this? <laughs> if they ever did a futuristic version of sleepers. <laughs> well, that was the Woody Allen movie. That's true. They have to trade. Kirstie Alley has to like go to Gene Simmons, and Gene Simmons is taking Thompson hostage, and so they do a trade. Fair trade. Kirstie Alley goes and hugs Gene Simmons, gives him kisses, gives him one of the templates, and what does he do? Shivs her in the head. He stabs her in the head. Her head. Up uh, up under the old brain pan, that special, you know, the Fred Ward from Uncommon Valor angle. Oof. Instant salad, whatever he calls it. Remember? Instant ragdoll yeah. in yeah. Uncommon Valor. By the way, I'm going to defy a listener who last episode said that Ex Machina, th- I think this is, this is more of a horrific stabbing than in that movie. What do you mean? Oh, you think so? It's in the head. It's a, it's in the it's so it's so personal. It's tough. It's this is a tough stabbing. I have to say, I was like a little surprised that they ended her character so harshly. Everybody else gets the gets a cute death in this. She gets an extreme death. She and then she dies floating. This is where the the captain gets mad. He says he got away, and he stiffed the girl. He stiffed her like he, <laughs> which is great. And he goes, "What are you gonna do?" And sells like nothing. And that's what he says. Well, you can't screw that up. Like that's pretty pretty awesome that he like but then yeah you said that there's that scene when then the robot goes haywire on his people and that kills two of the cops there's a scene and this woman is in the bathroom investigating something and there's a bug or something or in the bathroom and this there's a little spider robot kills her and blows up and there's another cop that comes to help her and, it, and his legs cats catch fire he gets his legs burnt so bad his legs catch fire nick it's even a cute way to go isn't it in a weird way like it is. It's also a scene where Gene Simmons is dressed as a cop and goes to the police station, and somehow he's manufactured a fake Tom Selleck eye. That's the weirdest thing. He's got a portable eye that he can get in, and it's and it's Tom Selleck's. You're right. It's his 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 retina scan. But by that's the way, he finds out. Yeah. yeah. But it's great so when they get with that scene in the bathroom. Gene has hidden a bug on a roll of toilet paper, which is adorable. <laughs> Cute little bug <laughs> on, a, on a shit wipe, and then. Yeah, the, that's where the robot, the little bug robot, really gets its first moment in the sun, shooting yeah. acid into the neck of this giant spectacles woman. Yeah, it, it does shoot acid. And in. then Officer Firelegs, yeah. So, <laughs> but when Gene, so he uses the, the fake Tom Selleck eye to get into the computer, and, and they're at the police station, and Cynthia's like, uh-oh, and they look, and, and there is Bobby. Gene Simmons has discovered where Bobby is hidden. He discovered have, Bobby in general. Like he know, Now he knows Bobby's there. It's funny too because it's, it has a picture of Bobby. It says marital status widower. That's a uh, that's a weird zoom. I, I don't think that's what you call a, a Bobby in that situation. Did they really say that? Yeah, it says widow widowed. Well, it's talking about Selleck. But it's Bobby. This is the best. Lois has my favorite. So they get to the scene of the house after Gene Simmons has already stolen Bobby, and Lois has been beaten up. She's been hurt. And, and what is her dialogue? She said, "I won't have dinner painted on time." She does say that, but what is when they let, when they first get in the room? What is she saying over and over again? Uh, I don't know. He took Bobby, something like that. Ear, ear, ear. <laughs> she says ear over. She says ear three times. <laughs> Made me fall in love again. I know, and I was really mad at Gene Simmons because he he must have pushed Lois over and kicked her because yeah. she's on the ground, spark, you know, she's like and like really messed up from it, and like. But you know they try to repair her real quickly to get info, and they do. Lois mm-hmm. is a resilient dame. Well, Gene Simmons happens to call and say what how they he can get Bobby back. You got to go high because I'm going to be high on a building. He must have also known, must have read in his profile. 
And by the way, some people say like when he was looking them up, this is like a precursor to Facebook because he finds out all these social things like about about Tom Selleck, and they think that in a way it was a precursor to social media. Did you read that? No, I don't believe a word of it. But so he goes sets up for the big climax. Yeah, he makes his partner stay behind because he's like, if Gene Simmons says, if you bring anybody, I'm going to kill Bobby. Bring the other template and all that stuff. And so, but Karen, the Thompson figures out where they're going through Lois, who's recorded the call. Lois that, is um, a badass. Awesome. And so, you know, Selleck has to go and rescue Bobby. And what happens? So there's all these spiders, like these little robotic spiders that we've come to love. <laughs> and they're all dormant. They're just kind of, they're just kind of moving move around. Tom Selleck's stepping through them. They're they're a little it's, chittery though. They're a little they're a little chittery. Yeah. They're cute. They're cuting it up a little bit. They're, they're not like hurting anybody. R, they're doing like that R two joy 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 movements. He goes up 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 very high. He doesn't want to, but he does. Takes the elevator up and he rescues Bobby immediately and he sends him back down in the elevator. He's like you know Gene Simmons gives him up, but then Gene Simmons tells him, well when he gets down there, all those robots are programmed to kill the first person that comes back down off the elevator or whatever. Which I love. And Selleck is like, oh, shit. Bobby, Fuck gone. Up. Oh, well, sorry, Bob. And the elevator controls don't work, and he's screaming for Bobby. But I love when Bobby, he's like, Bobby! As the elevator's going down, he's like, stop the elevator. He goes, huh? Like, you know, Bobby can kind of, it's having like, he doesn't ever raise his voice. He's never panicked in this movie. Just another day to bo- for Bobby. It's like, you know? Bobby, say hi to your mom real soon. And that's when the Thompson comes in and rescues him right before he's about to get zapped and zooped she, by these the spider she, robots. She rescues him, but she is on the ground mm-hmm. with the robots. She steps so, through them in her heels, yeah. So aren't they supposed to attack the, the next person? I think she, I guess, she just does a, a mess of thing. In this movie, you could just do that. Robots are, they're programmed to kill you, but if you could just walk fast, you can get away from them, you know? <laughs> jump over a few of them. They do jump, but they don't jump very fast. Well, and Selleck and, has his service weapon. He also has another jacket in his ankle holster. So that's good. She's changed. She's yeah. She's changed out of her uh, police outfit. She's in like a sundress now for some reason. She's like I'm looking ready for your the, chur- yeah. your church best or Sunday best. Got her best. easy access on. Yep, she's ready. <laughs> um, and then a bunch of high hijinks happen because because Sel- Selleck gets an elevator and goes higher. Unfortunately, yeah. and he goes super high. But he does. And then yeah, he, has, he has to. Deal with the heights, man. And then the robots crawl in the little elevator shaft. He's, he's having to navigate all around those guys. So cute. They're so cute on the outside. of the, He's on the outside of the cage. They're on the inside of the cage. Cute. And, it, and one of them pierces him a little bit. It's, it pierces his hand. He almost falls to his death, but he catches himself. But what he has to do is get the elevator, the hydraulics working again. So he's doing some under-elevator repair as these little robots are trying to get him. Or at least he's before he does that, they're and trying to he, get him. And then he reaches the, the floor where Gene is standing there looking like... A, the cat that ate the canary right. at the top of the... And he is looking all thrilled that he's won. And he, he's enjoyed the hijinks thus far, it's yeah. obvious. He loves it. He loves torturing this man. But, on the, fortunately for us, Selleck gets the upper hand on Luther. Makes him go down the elevator with him, then throws him at his own robots. <laughs> and those robots, they don't recognize their master. They just know what... They have one function, is to fill this idiot full of acid yep. and spark all over him. So they and they do, mm-hmm. but he gets he gets a serial killer moment at the end though, which I love. Yeah, you think he's dead, and then he's then he he's the screams. most dead, and then he, he screams for a, a, a little shock moment, which is great. And, and then, then the, um, and then the dumbest thing happens. Yeah, so then they send Bobby away, and then he t- over as the credits come up, Thompson and 
Ramsey make out for like three minutes or With something. With sparks flying onto them from above. And then he keeps what he, what really annoyed me about the scene is that he's kissing her and then, you know, they're kind of dirty, I guess, for there's, there's smoke everywhere. So he keeps wiping her face and then going back in for more kisses and then pulling away and wiping her nose and stuff again or wiping her face and then kissing her again. I mean, once while, is enough. The entire time while sparks are showering around them. Let me clean up. I'm going to zoom in and just get your lips. But let me wipe with my dirty-ass hand your face so I can get my lips on my, this area. My acid robot-pierced hand, by the way. Oh, he gets acid on his face. By the way, we didn't say that. But anyway. It's such an uncomfortable end. It's such an 80s thing to do. So what, what? so long. What about this, this line? So he, she invites him to dinner this time, back at her place, I think. And he says, can you cook? And she goes, try me. Do you think that she was talking about food? I don't think Crichton thinks so. I don't think he was. she was inviting him to her place. I think she was inviting him to his place where she would cook. Uh, what with, a weird thing with, to ask somebody after all Lois that shit happened. With doing all the heavy lifting. Can you cook? Like, this woman is, like, save your son. She looks great. She's cool. Can you cook? What, if she says, no, I can't cook, she's disinvited? You know, That'd what's going on? Try me. Maybe she's saying no. That's her way of saying you got a can of SpaghettiOs back there? I can do that. Next. She's like, try me, and then I'll make dinner. That's what I'm saying. I think that's what that was supposed to be. He tries her for about three minutes during the credits, yeah, for sure. Now, did you used to get mixed up between Cynthia Rhodes and Cynthia Gibb? Never. All right, cool. I always knew what Gib- Cynthia Gibb looks like. I forgot about Cynthia Rhodes until this movie. I did, just because they're named Cynthia. Cynthia Gibb, yeah. like a more the girl next door cutie, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it Cynthia Gibb or Gibbs? I think it's Gibb, right? I think it's Gibbs. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Let's look it up. Cynthia Gibb, 59 years young. She, I know she's not working anymore. Oh, wait a minute. She did She did work in 2020. She was on Christmas on the menu. Just a little bit, I guess. Every once in a while. Another classic in the books. Love this. This is a cute movie. It's fun. It wasn't a hit because a bunch of other movies rocked its world around the same time. Well, I think that they wanted to kind of, they, you know, Crichton's big thing was he, he saw technology. He wanted to make something that it would seem realistic and how we would incorporate technology into our own lives in the near future. I think he, he nailed it. He wasn't wrong, really. I mean, we, was there ever any of these household robots? No. I mean, what is Alexa? But, what is what are we? Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But like, the, but no, none of these like robots with personalities that like watch over your kids or like cook meals for you. Where's the robot that cooks a hot dog? I had a robot serve me food at a Chinese restaurant. So I mean, yeah, we talk about that. You're right, but in in your house, you know. I mean, I have a robot that vacuums. Roomba. Yeah, I have that That's robot true. I use in the bathroom sometimes. Does it talk to you? No. So, a classic. Credits roll, and there wasn't a lot of great material in the credits for this one. Mm-hmm. You see anything in there? Yeah, I saw a couple. I wrote some down. So, this is where we pull out names for the credits, the right. ones that stick out to us. So, give me one. Give me some initials. I mean, the first one was LF for me. Did not find that one. It's when, you know, she, this this person always agrees to do something for you, but never does. It's Lisa Favorsham. You know what I'm saying? Favor I like how you, their names actually define exactly what their personality is. That's pretty good. <laughs> you like it? Doesn't sound like you like it. <laughs> did you Sounds see like uh, MH in there? Maureen Hiscox? That's right. Of course I did. Of course I did. Did you see, D- did you see DZ in here? Dick Zyker? Of course. Stunt individual. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about MB? I don't have it. None other. Mr. Michael Bolton. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, I, did, I didn't write him down. Did you see maybe the best ever BM? Which sounds gross, but BM in here? <laughs> I didn't. Bruce McBroom in this. I did see that, and I forgot to write it down. That is a good one. I only have one more, HH. HH I don't have. You're talking about Hank Hooker. 
Do you have ammo? I don't. Murray Ord. <laughs> it's cute. Did enjoy him. Sounds like and an then, alien. And then RL. I didn't and I got the initial. RJL, actually. This guy's awesome. He's great to have around. Robert J. Litt. Dude's so lit. I also did notice Lauren Palmer, which reminds me of Laura Palmer. But I that, saw that I as well and thought of Laura Palmer. I just didn't write it. And then story. David Crone. I had David Crone on here. But that's it. Yeah, there wasn't a, it wasn't a good grouping of... This is one of those group- movies where they give you the, the lion's share of the credits during this embarrassing kissing sequence. Yeah, and just save the cat the cast scroll at for the end. I guess he thought he was redefining the credit scenes with this. I mean, you do want to see them get together because they have some chemistry, but at the same time, like I don't need to see it that much. I just need you just need to give give me a kiss and then move on. So look, man, you hear a warning sound. It ain't no it ain't no Charles Luther created robe. It's a tattoo gun, man. What you gonna put on your body from Runaway? I'm getting a tattoo of Lucy 100%. Of Lucy. And it's, yeah, the, the, the household robot. What's her name? Is she related to Lois? Lois, I'm sorry. Why'd I put Lucy? Lois is such a great name for a robot, by the way. Gonna get Lois, and it's, you have a speech bubble coming out with, like, kind of, the, the font would be more, like, kind of cybernetic. So you know it's a robot saying this. And it says, I gotta cook another perfect dinner for POS and POS Jr. <laughs> perfect nice. in quotes. What do you think? I love it. <laughs> she ain't wrong. There's shit. I got something that people that know are going to know and pull me aside in public and hug me and high-five me and buy me a drink and put their arm around me and walk me around the room. Yeah. Uh, it's the just like on my shoulder, a, to- a roll of toilet paper with a cute little bug coming out of it. <laughs> it's like you got the cutest toilet paper roll on your shoulder. That's awesome. Yeah, I, didn't, I never place my tattoos anymore. I'll put it on my shoulder, too, with this one. Movie's over, credits have rolled, but lo and behold, there's a stinger at the end of this mud. Mine's pretty simple. Selican and his partner have come home. Dinner is long digested, and they are in the, in the private room going after it. And there's always been a sort of openness in the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kid is very uh, in touch with his dad's dating life. He's very Definitely. concerned with the stuff he says on TV. So him and Lois are sitting in the corner of the bedroom while they're doing their stuff, and they're having a conversation about the act. You know, and Lois is like, yeah. um, you know, now Ramsey is jackhammering her number while he's thrusting. And the kid's like, oh, okay, thanks, thanks. And then he's thanks like, for the update, Lois. And then Bobby's like, Dad, did you plant it in the back of Mother as well? And Lois is, you know, maybe like, um, hurry up, officer. Ramsey's biorhythms indicate a load is forthcoming. You know, she like that. They're helping out. His dick will be al dente in three minutes. You know, maybe Bobby's worried that Tom Selleck isn't performing well enough in the bedroom, because he's he is trying to get a mom out of this. You know, like, and so maybe he's worried that his dad sucks in the bedroom, and he's a hundred percent right to be worried. Um, or maybe the kid doesn't know about sex. And he's like, "Did you lose your keys in in there? What does that? Do you use your PP to?" Well, get he's keys? not watching. What are you talking about? Oh. He's just hearing the play-by-play from Lotus. Oh no, no, they're both they're in the corner of the room, like fucking making it happen. What about you? Why well, I was I was noticing during the scene, like we could have a fade out, like when they're making out, and he keeps going back and like, wiping her face off. And then kissing her. And then, you know, I said that he keeps doing that during that scene. So then I thought they, they would come back from, like, a fade, like, the extra scene, and he would be dragging her by the hand to, like, the port, like the, the, the bathroom there and then scrubbing her face down with, like, a bar of soap, wiping it with, like, a towel, and then kissing her again. Not good enough. Doing it again. Getting oh, the water real hot. Oh, he's clean-facing her? Yeah. Okay. He's, like, not still not good. Going to the, the store to buy some wet wipes. <laughs> Why is he obsessed with cleaning her face, Nick? 
is what I want to know. It's well, not even a- that dirty. He's got acid burns on his face. It's such a weird thing. After the credits, the credits are rolled. Yeah. It's, it's just a skull that he's cleaning off. <laughs> Finally clean. Look, you've been given the finance and have your own sequel to Runaway. He goes, goes back in for another kiss. He kisses the skull. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, the sequel? My sequel's set now. 80-year-old Jack Ramsey. Nice. Selleck reprises his character. And Jack Ramsey's retired, living monk-like on a farm. No robots anywhere. Good man. No, none. And uh, Stan Shaw's kid comes to... The robots have gone ha- absolutely haywire again. And they need Ramsey back. And, and he goes, you, you, you used to work with my dad. And he goes, don't you understand? Kid, robots took every fr- everything from me. They killed wife one he finds out that his original wife was killed not by a car wreck but she was you know, it was like a, a robot did that to her cynthia rhodes was killed wife two was killed and it was lois that did it and then he's like just enraged that this guy would come he goes don't you know what happened and the guy's like i'm so sorry and then he hears a little beeping whir, and he hears uh, hot dogs are served and it's lois and uh the son's like, "What you kept the you kept the Lois? You kept the murderous robot?" He's like, "Of course I did. She's amazing. She's amazing around the place." What do you think? I love it. <laughs> it's like the almost like the Last Jedi, but with with right. Ramsey. Mine is pretty great. It's wedding, and and Selleck is looking dapper as fuck. Of course, as usual. Bobby sitting in the crowd. You know, he he was the ring bearer. You know all that. G.W. Bailey in a tux, Stan Shaw in a tux. You hear the music. It's an 8-bit mm-hmm. version of Here Comes the Bride, and it's one of the spider robots wearing a gown. He fell in love. He fell in love, man. <laughs> Cynthia Rose got kicked to the curb. I fell in love with those robots, too. I can't blame and him, man. He is. And he becomes betrothed to the cutest little spider robot. I love it. Yeah. It's called, it's called The Runaway Bride. <laughs> Pretty good. Look, you've been inserted into the running time of Runaway. What shape does your yeah. performance take, man? I'm a character in the movie. I'm the I'm a police officer as well. Okay, but I don't work in the cyber unit or whatever the the runaway unit. But I do work. You know, I'm a regular police, but I keep always tugging at Selleck's sleeves, and you know, cornering him, going, you know, asking him about my you know my son wants a PC. What give, what's the cheapest best option? Like I just keep cornering him for right. PC advice, and then you know, like you know, Selleck's always like, you know, I'm busy. He's like, you know, and I'm like, is the Apple II C any good? You know, something like that. I don't know if it's is the Apple II C around eighty four? When did when did that come out? It takes place in the future. You're fine. And um, it's like if I get this for him, you know, can I can I trade games with you? You know, like asking him about like trading games with Tom Selleck, you know, things like that. Just bugging him about computer advice. What do you think? I love it. He's asking for PC support. Yeah. I love this. I love this character. He's like the Joe Pesci or whatever. Yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. What about you? I mean, I'm obviously also a cop at the police station. Mm-hmm. And I have one job. I'm in charge of getting the heat signatures of each cop. <laughs> so I've got this little device that looks like a little thermal gun, and I am constantly irritating everybody. Can yeah. I get your current heat signature? Bang. You know they're they're at their desk trying to power through a, a report, and I I'm, and they they feel like my breathing on the back of their neck, and they they turn around, I'm standing there with my signature gun. All right, yep, you're looking a little warm today. Let me get a shot. You know, constantly. I mean, they're in the bathroom sure. peeing, and I'm in the next stall. 
taking a heat signature shot of him. Looking good, they're Ramsey. Like, they're like, uh, this heat, actually, the heat signature thing is terrible. There's a guy that is using it to murder specific people. What, how's, what's your reaction? Nothing. I'm, I'm like, well, this gun is great. This, You're 98 degrees. I'm taking a photo of your body right now. This gun, by the way, that he has, this big old gun Gene Simmons has, what do you think on the poster? Tom Selleck's somehow, holding the poster. Tom Selleck's holding it. He never touches that gun, according right. to the trivia. And me watching the movie. Well, yeah, and he's also the, if you look at the the, the new the new release of the poster, it's him holding Shannon Tweed. Like he's constantly oh reappropriating Gene's shit. Oh my god! <laughs> Are they still together? Oh yeah, super together. I didn't know this. And they have two wonderful kids. I watch Family Jewels. Look, you've been given the financing to have your own product associated with Runaway. How do you take that escrow and put it through the filter and earn? Well, you remember the robe that the son was wearing, right? The kind of the smoking jacket robe course do you remember this i'm going to manufacture those but i'm going to make the ro- the robot robe hot robot <laughs> robe and then in parentheses hot okay <laughs> and, it's, and it's a robe that you wear that has little like tinglys it can massage you you know it can um it can take things it has a little tiny cute arm it'll take things out of your pockets and hand it to you you don't have to dive in with your hands mm-hmm. it has temperature control if you get if it you know robes are warm but like if you're a little cold it'll it have little heating elements to make you more comfortable it can talk to you like in venom voice love this idea actually and if you you know if you hey um i'm not feeling uh, too stylish it can adjust its style longer short Change its colors to plaid. Robert Duvall, Sean Penn. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I challenged you. (laughs) You got it. You did it. Uh, What about you? Home Lois. Home Lois. Home Lois. Yeah, you got your own. Yeah, yeah. sell it to the for right. the. You've said that we don't have it. We have it. We That's have right. it. That's we right. have Lois. The she looks like a stereo. Fuck the printer. It's perfect. She does shit around the house. You, she constantly she gets her own updates off of you know your wireless router. So she's constantly new menus, new trends. You know, like if you know paleo, she's on top. Mm-hmm. You know, vegan options. She is no fucking kid. Got it, Lois. Living organism incubus sociopath is what it stands for. <laughs> if someone asked you to describe this movie, I got news for you. What? And they said, use two words or less, you could say hi and Lois. <laughs> of course. You know? That's a joke for Will. Um, and yes, yeah, and you bet it can fuck. <laughs> that's, is that not, that's a quote from Ex Machina. <laughs> is it not? That's, that's a tagline in the commercial. You bet it can fuck Lois by Mattel. It'd be incredible if they if they did X Mac if someone went in and X Mac you know and they replaced they edited it. her with Lois. No, they replaced Ava with the the robot cop driver. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Johnny Cab is based on that guy? Totally that, that, the best is they said it was a robot driver. He did. It was just a mannequin in a seat. It did not move. It had no mobility. No, it would have been great if they had a, a quick cut of that mannequin robot with a horrific expression on his face right before the car blew up. 
<laughs> its eyes pop out of its head. And blows I wish it's such a missed opportunity. I like the idea of there's a there's a guy uh, earlier, you know, in the police garage screwing that thing into the seat, mm-hmm. setting it up like this will trick him. You know, <laughs> you're right, right. Look, you've been asked to incorporate something from Runaway into your everyday life—a mantra, a screed, a ritual. Mm. What you got? What's a good mantra in here? A screed, huh? Okay, I know what I know what I'm gonna do. Speaking of a mantra, this is actually is kind of a mantra. So when Selleck is doing, <laughs> he's doing surgery on his partner, and he's in there with tweezers, like it's the operation game or something. He's and they show that bullet being yeah, pulled out so of her cute. forearm. He keeps saying the term "breathe it." <laughs> Did you hear this? He I says it over and over again: "Breathe it, okay. breathe it." He's not saying "breathe in." No, he says "breathe it." Okay. <laughs> now I, he might be saying "breathe in," but it sounds like "breathe it." Okay. And he'd be like, "That's it, breathe it." I'm gonna start saying that. I like that, actually. It sounds pretty holistic. It does sound a little bit, yeah, hippie-ish, trippy-ish. Breathe it. I do think he says it, but maybe you're right. I'm starting to second-guess myself. If someone can confirm, one of our vast listenership, mm-hmm. a member can confirm it. We'd, we'd appreciate it. Like I said, it's on Tubi. Did you, how did you have... watch this? How'd you watch it? it? <laughs> Duh. I own the dick out of this movie. Are you kidding me? Did you have it on Blu-ray? I have it on digital. I mean, in the spirit of the film. My mantra is everything is bugged. I'm yeah. just going to assume there's a bug in everything, which is, you know, so if I'm staring at a lady's, like, bosom, mm-hmm. she may think I'm a lascivious grotesque, but in fact, I'm like, is that where they're hitting it? Is that where it's lurking? Yeah. Or if I'm, you know, if I'm in the bathroom stall and I peep over the, the stall at the next shitter, just say, where's the bug in this dude? You're looking for the bug, a uh, bug at the, kind of the weirdest times. No, I mean, you, also you said all the time, but then you mentioned looking at somebody's breast and then looking at someone in the bath, the, the bathroom stalls. A priest is listening to a man confess uh, a murder, and I'm, I poke my head in there looking for the bug, <laughs> and taking that intel now, straight to the police department. Do you have a device that kind of suss these out, or I got two. They're called me peepers. So you're just assuming. I'm just staring at things saying there's got to be a bug there. You know, every, it's an inside job, just like 9-11. Totally skeptical about everything. Anyway, look, man, you've been floating on this island all these many years, and lo and behold, it's time to take a piece of debris from Runaway to your little s- space out there. What you bringing? I'm going to take Tom Selleck, his character, Jack Ramsey's crippling fear of heights to my island. You're safe. Mm-hmm. No. His crippling fear. So anything that is, I start sweating when I got to step up on a stone. Do you know what I'm saying? That's how bad it is. Oh, I'm just taking it as a fun challenge to have. And you know, I'm a little nervous, a little paranoid about myself on the island. I want to keep safe, so I figure if I can incorporate some fears, I might keep me safe. Yeah, so but no more climbing up a palm tree for me. You know, you stood on your tippy toes once and puked yourself. <laughs> Take his crippling fear of heights. What about you? So, on my island, there's a, a variety of interesting activities that happen mm-hmm. on the regular. Sure. No shortage of fun to be had by me on this island. I love it there. But I also right. don't want to get too big of a head. I, wanna, I don't want to get too big for my britches. You know, sometimes I need to be reminded I'm just another guy with a, you know, just a menagerie of items that I incorporate into my necessary routines. But I need to be, I need to be held in check. So, I have brought the chief to follow oh. me around and, and criticize my wrongdoings from time to time. Sure. Just like, a, just like, just walking behind me, keeping, you know, just surveying. Could have done better. Uh, you know, you fucked that one up pretty bad, you know? Right. Just to kind of keep me grounded, you know, a nice little associate. Just to humble me and, and to mm. also tell me what I could do better. He's like, maybe I could, you know, maybe 
cut a little deeper next time in that thing, or you know, maybe to dig a deeper, you know, pit, or you know. This is a man with a moral code, right? He's is a barometer. Yeah, he's like the angel on my shoulder, G.W. Bailey. And so, how quickly does he go insane when he starts to walk around your island? <laughs> I don't know what you're. I don't know what you're implying. You're saying he keeps you in check, right? For for a while, yeah. I'm sure at some point he might want to get knee deep. You know, hold the intestines for you know whatever he needs to do, but he's there for me. But he's he's there to keep me keep me sane on path. My little my little advisor, just nailing it. Yeah. That's just I'm just saying that if if he has a moral compass, he's in trouble. That you're on your island. He's not going to last too long. Where is he going to go? If he offs himself, if he tries to escape, guess what? Regeneration. He appears right back where I got him. Responds right where I need him. Yeah, it's just, I'm over there relaxing. And my lawn chair watching you with the, the, the chief following you around, slowly going insane. And I'm just kind of like, you know, smoking smoking up. And then you hear me start screaming because I got high. <laughs> what? I got a crippling fear of heights. <laughs> Just face.
Have you been wanting to have your own podcast but couldn't find the platform? Are you looking for tools to promote your show, edit it on the fly, have it syndicate to all the top apps? Then head on over to the podcasting network CNET has hailed as the future of distributed sound. Yellowbloodydick.com from MicroHard. Sign up today and use a promo code Jesus I have a boner growing for 10% on 